Welcome to another episode of the Just Blog Baby podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Park, and joining me as always is the editor-in-chief of Just Blog Baby, Nick Jeltness, and our resident Twitter guru, Ryan Lopes. <laughs> Fellas, how have you been doing? We had a long layoff. Yeah, we got a yeah, long layoff, like you said. been a few weeks since we, uh, since we recorded. Myself, though, your boy is on the injury report. I'm a uh, I'm battling a, a viral infection. I was I was questionable. I was questionable for the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. but, you know, I, I showed up here. I'm playing through it. You know, I can dig it, man. Yeah, I'm 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 over here dodging viral infections, man. I'm I'm coming down with a little bit of something, but yeah, I get the I get the text from Nick. I get the text from Dylan. So here we are. Cool, cool. I mean, I'm over here directing rap videos, so I got no complaints. <laughs> 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 All right, before we get rolling, uh. Let's start with a question from Twitter. Uh, Nick, you're being called out by one of our staff writers. Uh, staff writers. Uh-oh. Gagan? Is that his name? Yeah, Gagan. Gagan? Uh, that's actually a tight name. But anyways, uh, he wants to know why you continually make him out to be the Just Blog Baby villain. <laughs> you know what i i didn't choose i didn't choose him to be the jbb villain the people chose him so let's <laughs> let's just get that clear when you put articles out there you know why the team should end the alden smith experiment people are going to be upset you know just comes with the territory <laughs> so I, I think he's uh, embraced the villain role nicely he's got i think a couple more in the works we uh we still have followers that want alden smith on the team uh probably like 90 percent of them really <laughs> now most most people yeah most people want to keep him it goes that way when he's on your favorite team you want to keep him but like if he was a niner still like everyone would say ban him from the league forever but you know <laughs> he's on our team and we want him we we gave dude a chance dude is a bum let's move on um <laughs> anyways reggie uh i almost said reggie miller Whew. uh it's been it's been a while guys it's been that long layoff bro we arrested <laughs> reggie mckenzie is going to have a uh, quite a bit to do this offseason. Uh, one of the first things on the list will be deciding which players under contract should be cut. Uh, let's take a look at Oakland's potential cap casualties and try to predict, predict who stays and who goes. Um, we'll start with the most obvious potential cap casualty. That's Sean Smith. Over the cap says that uh, there would be a $4.25 million in dead money and $5.25 million in savings if he's cut. Uh, SportTrack says the full $9 million would be saved with no dead money. Either way, Nick, what do you think happens with Sean Smith? I think to the dismay of, of most of Raider Nation, Sean's going to be back probably regardless of what that dead money hit actually is. Um, I saw something that if he's cut before the third league day, then the dead money doesn't take effect, and then I've seen it the opposite way too. So it's kind of up in the air there, but... Again, regardless, I think Sean's going to come back. Um, I, I feel like Marcus Robertson was uh, 
chosen as the scapegoat. And they'll give Sean another chance in 2017. Perhaps, if anything, maybe just a contract restructure. Um, but I, I fully expect him to uh, to be back next season. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Sean Smith? Yeah, man. Everyone knows that I I hate our secondary, man. So uh, <laughs> so I mean, but re- regardless, I I have to agree with Nick. I think uh, I think I think Marcus Marcus Robertson probably took the bullet for for Sean and and David Emerson and everyone else on this one. But uh, I mean, I think I, I think Reggie's going to give him kind of the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you know, give him another season to kind of, I guess, get acclimated or something like that, man. It's just, it, it, it just, it's just kind of, it's kind of frustrating looking for the right, I guess we call it excuse, knowing the, knowing the kind of money and stuff that they were handed. But, um, you know, given that regardless, it looks like, uh, you know, to, to, to the dismay of many, as, as Nick alluded to, I imagine Sean, Sean Smith will be back. Yeah, maybe with Pagano coming back or being on on the staff now, someone that has done pretty well with secondaries in the past. Um, you know, I think maybe that's another reason why they'll they'll keep him around. And, and the fact remains too that the that he was just completely misused all season. So perhaps if uh, they can figure out how to use him right, which is in press coverage, you know, the, he won't be so awful next year. We'll see. So yeah, a few reasons why I think he'll definitely be back. Next up is uh, Sean Smith's DB buddy. David Amerson, the Raiders would save $7 million with $1.5 in dead money if he gets let go. Ryan, you were pretty critical on Amerson uh, most of the season. What happens with him? I think it's uh, unfortunately more, more of the same. I mean, I, I mean R- Reggie obviously showed uh, a, a good bit of faith and, and, and ponied up and handed him a, a decent bit of decent bit of cash so uh I, I have a hard i mean reggie's been quick to kind of correct mistakes before and kind of and kind of move on this one this one feels feels a bit different i think mckenzie might have a bit of a hard time evaluating cornerbacks like i mean i, I guess maybe we'll we'll kind of get, get into that down the road here as, as as we talk into talk talk about draft and, and and position groups and stuff like that but um i think for better or for worse again uh i'm not saying that his eggs are in one basket but uh, I imagine maybe it might be hard for Reggie to kind of, after the whole DJ Hayden thing, and then seeing how the Sean Smith thing is going. I mean, it might it might be hard to kind of take all these, to take all these L's at once. So I imagine again, for better or for worse, Emerson gets another shot at this thing. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully at least there's there's some help coming either in free agency or the draft where you can at least slot someone that's ready to kind of maybe jump in at some point behind either Smith or or Emerson or this season. All right, let's move back a spot in the secondary uh, safety position. Reggie Nelson, he was a pro bowler, uh, but he had an up-and-down season. <laughs> uh, the Raiders would save $6 million by letting him go. No dead money. Nick, what do you think ha- happens with old man Nelson? I think we're going to go three for three here in terms of uh, these guys staying on board. Um, so yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Reggie's going anywhere. Um, I mean, the safety class isn't that strong. Um, there's a, maybe three or four names that stand out, so I'm not sure that you know the safety of the future alongside Carl Joseph is going to be found here. Uh, plus, Reggie was elected a, a team captain, um, so I think maybe the team and the coaching staff sees more value in him than you know what is on the field. Um, you know, with his leadership and you know being a mentor to, to Carl Joseph and whatnot. So yeah, I think uh, I think Reggie comes back too. Ryan, uh, the Raiders taking Reggie out to pasture. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 gonna actually go ahead and 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 disagree with Nick a little bit here. I I I rather like this this incoming safety class. I think there's about three, four, five names you could you can maybe peg to to Oakland in the in the first few rounds, um, all of which would 
in my opinion, be a an immediate upgrade over over Reggie Nelson. You know, I, I kind of again have been outspoken um, against Reggie Nelson. Yeah, he's got the interception numbers, and the dudes in my mentions constantly remind me of the interception numbers, the Pro Bowl appearance, and stuff like that. I will say that I do agree with Nick. I think um, I think he he does bring that you know that cliche veteran presence, and I imagine he's probably well liked, uh, you know, in the locker room and, and and all that good stuff. That's probably probably about all he's got going for him right now at this point in his career. He's playing like his age, and you really can't fault him for that. I mean, it it, it was kind of it was maybe lofty. We we had some lofty expectations thinking he was going to look like uh, you know. Cincinnati Reggie so um, I I do think that Reggie Nelson is going to get replaced um, again keeping keeping Emerson keeping Smith but I I, I do see uh, the Raiders moving on from uh, from from Reggie this offseason on the defensive line uh, big Dan Williams disappointed in 2016 the Raiders would save four and a half million if they cut him no dead money Ryan what's happening with big fat Dan that's just the thing man there was a lot of uh there, there was a lot of talk about about Big Dan coming into camp. You know, obviously a little bit, a little bit over overweight, out of shape, whatever the case may be. And for the most part, he he looked and and played like that throughout the season. Unfortunately for Oakland, um, they need all the help they can get on the on the on the defensive line, especially up up the middle. Um, with that said, I, much like Nelson, I could see Dan Williams easily being being shown the door, especially if, you know, McKenzie opts to, you know, address the defensive line early, um, you know, in, in the draft or if there's if there's a name in free agency that might tickle his fancy, so to speak. Yeah, Nick, what do you what do you think? No, I, I definitely agree pretty much on all, all counts there. I think Dan is going to be the most notable cut that the Raiders make this offseason. Um, you know, like Ryan said, he showed up to camp out of shape, and he basically played like that all season, which is a far cry of, of where he was the, the season before that, where he was you know, probably the second-best defender on the team the year before that, and he just had such a huge drop-off last year. Um, and then you got to consider, too, the other guys that are in the mix, Stacey McGee, Darius Latham, Mario Edwards Jr. is going to be in the mix there, Justin Ellis. So, um, you know, the, the Raiders have some guys to where, you know, if Dan is showing the door, I don't think they'll really miss him that much. And uh, and $4.5 is a, a nice chunk of change, so I, I think he'll be uh, showing the door. Uh, along with Sean Smith, Austin Howard might be the player – that most of the fan base wants to see let go. Uh, but there's a $2.8 million dead money hit if they cut him this season. Uh, $3.6 million in savings. So it's almost a wash. Nick, what do you think happens with Austin Howard? I think, uh, unfortunately, he is going to be back next season as well. Um, that dead money hit, it's just... It's too much, I think, to take on for McKenzie, um, especially with Manilik Watson being a free agent. I, I think probably what's going to happen here is they let Manilik walk, uh, bring back Howard. You know, it's it's basically the the way that makes the most financial sense to go about this. Um, hopefully, that doesn't mean Austin Howard's going to be the starting right tackle next season. You know, maybe the, one of the young guys like Alexander can you know perhaps take over the reins or you know find someone in free agency or the draft that can handle it. Uh, but, you know, regardless, I think Howard is going to be back at the very least as as the backup right tackle. Ryan, what do you got on Austin Howard? Yeah, I think uh, Nick and I might have went back and forth uh, on <clears throat> on the timeline a month or so ago about about Austin Howard's fate. Uh, you know, shortly after the season ended, there was a there was a report that surfaced. Actually, it might have been Austin Howard himself tweeting, tweeting a picture of him in a in a in, in a sling, you know, 
Um, so I guess the report was that he played injured for a majority of the season. I don't know, you know, a dozen games or more, whatever the number was. Um, so again, uh, going back to someone like Sean Smith, given the benefit of the doubt, I could see kind of this, a similar, you know, a similar stance being, being, being taken on, on someone like Austin Howard, obviously playing through an injury for a majority of the season, stuff like that, um, you know, is, is regarded really highly amongst, you know, his peers, his teammates, whatever the case may be. Um, and again, I, I always go back to what uh, what what Raiders analysis our, our, our good buddy Teddy said. Uh, Austin Howard, uh, by by all accounts, is a serviceable right tackle. It's just you know it just so happens he's playing in the in the, in the AFC West. Obviously, things aren't getting easier, but um, you know again, I I, I I do agree with Nick. I think Menelik Watson is probably shown the door. Austin Howard's kept on board. Um, not to say that he's the starter, but I, I imagine that he probably is is the name that they're, they're going to keep around and try to. Maybe see if they can get another healthy, healthy run out of them. Speaking of right tackles, we've got a question from Twitter, uh, Twitter follower at Donald Day zero one two nine wants to know if Rick Wagner from the Ravens will be high on Reggie's free agent list. Nick, what do you know about this one? I don't think uh, Wagner. He's a quality. He's a quality young player. Nice right tackle. Uh, I just don't think he'll be all that high on on the free agent priority list. Um, we actually, if anyone wants to know a little bit more about Wagner, we have an article up on the site by uh, one of our writers, uh, Gil Herme Abrante, so it's pretty good. Uh, but with that being said, I think four of the five starters already being free agents on the offensive line. Um, I don't uh, I don't see them continuing to invest even more money in free agency um, on the offensive line. If anything, I think it's going to be the draft where, uh, where we look for the right tackle of the future. So probably going to be a, a pass on this one. Now we know that Reggie uh, pinches those pennies. Uh, the Raiders have several more players on smaller contracts that could be in uh, jeopardy of losing a roster spot. We got guys like Taiwan Jones, Keith McGill, Ben Heaney, uh, Ball specifically. There's no dead money hits on Taiwan and small dead money hits on the others. All minimal savings. Um, but out of those four, who stays and who goes? Ryan, you start. I think Taiwan is still um, is still you know a standout on on special teams. I know he was regarded as one of the best gunners, if not the best gunners, uh, you know across the league. Um, I don't think that's changed too much. So I imagine he gets some get some special team coin coming his way, whatever the case may be. Uh, Keith McGill's bad man. He's been bad. It was it, it was a reach in the fourth round whenever whenever we drafted him a couple years ago. Nothing's nothing's changed. Uh, I imagine Oakland moves on from him. Uh, ben Heaney. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with Ben Heaney, man. I mean, for, for us, the fans, I guess it's really easy to say that this, this dude obviously was a, a bit of a bum. I mean, he didn't, he didn't look too hot when he, when he had kind of the opportunity to kind of jump on the starting role, uh, unfortunately. Um, so I think for most of us to be a cut, I wouldn't be surprised just knowing that Reggie, you know, needs the depth. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Ben Heaney is back. Um, and, and ball, I know ball is more or less a, a fan favorite, uh, kind of showed, showed some flashes, just unfortunately for him, couldn't, couldn't, hasn't been able to, to stay healthy. Um, so again, for, for speaking for, for, for the fans, a majority of us, I, I guess I would, I, I would imagine most of them want to see ball back Heaney walk, but, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's vice versa. 
Yeah, it's tough out of out of that group of four. I've I've kind of gone back and forth myself trying to think about you know who's going to stay and who's going to go out of that group. Uh, Taiwan, I think a lot of fans are kind of over him, but at the same time, a lot of fans really overlook special teams contributions, which is where Taiwan definitely excels. Um, so I can definitely see him uh, being brought back. He only has, I believe, a $1.15 million salary. So even if they do cut him, that's not a ton of savings. They probably value what he brings to the table more than that. Um, so I think he'll probably will be back. Keith McGill, yeah, he's awful. He's a bad safety, but he turned out to be pretty good on special teams as well. And he's going to be entering the final year of his contract anyway. So they might just keep him around let him ride out that final year that way they don't take on any any dead money hits and, and then let him walk after the year um Heaney like Ryan said that's the one I'm most curious about just because I really don't think there's there's any use for him he's awful linebacker and he really didn't contribute very much on special teams I would just cut bait and the experiment there and Neron Ball probably the same thing I mean he flashed for a couple of games and you know the season before last but just can't stay healthy um, you know, if you can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field, you know, that roster spot probably going to go to someone else. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, maybe Taiwan and McGill come back, maybe cut the linebackers and, and try to try to retool that that whole position. We've got a uh, Twitter Twitter mailbag question about linebackers here. Uh, TPO Jabroni 80 wants to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great username, actually. Um, but Jabroni wants to know, uh, if this is the year that we finally find a linebacker that can cover tight ends, uh, either in free agency or their draft, maybe Nick, what do you think? I hope so, man. I, I can't handle another year of this, of just letting the CJ Fedora, which is of the world just go <laughs> off on us. I can't do it. Um, but you know, with that being said, I don't, I don't really see many studs in, in coverage, uh, from the draft class. Um, it's hard to find that. And I don't think free agency is going to provide a solution either. So unless someone like Corey James can step up or if McKenzie can find a gem in a mid or late round, um, you know, it might be another season where, you know, where we get killed by, by tight ends. So Jayon Brown, man, yeah, UCLA, there you that's go. the boy. Pick him up. What round does he go in? Oof. I mean, I kind of like him. Uh, I kind of like him as early as maybe the fourth or fifth. Um, shout out to the homie Jim Jim Cober, man. Always, always, always digging for the uh, for the uh, gems and and passing along the the good word. Yeah, okay, we'll, have to, okay. we'll have to have Coburn on at some point. But yeah, like someone like that, you know, I, I'm all for us drafting maybe two or even three linebackers. I mean, we probably need one in the outside or even two and another one on the inside. So got to throw a couple darts at the dartboard and and hope mm-hmm. something, hoping six basically. All right. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room here. I don't ever want to hear this dude's name ever again. Uh, Alden Smith. Yuck, huh? In in trouble again. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, do you think this incident uh, affects his pending reinstatement? I mean, of course it does. But Ryan, what what happens? So, so the charges, so the latest charges against Alden Smith, for those who don't know or choose not to read into that sort of stuff, is are, are domestic violence related. Um, again, de- I, I haven't personally seen the details. I know the last tweet I saw was a few days ago where they said investigation was ongoing. Alden and uh, the female acquaintance or whoever she is, are everyone's cooperating. So, um, 
I, I, I will say a couple things. First of all, uh, obviously I want Alden Smith on the roster. I want him to succeed. Um, but at the same time, kind of like Dylan was, was alluding to and, and, and other fans who I'm sure have voiced the same opinion at this point, uh, you know, enough's enough. Um, you know, it's it, to, to me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just numb to it all. You know, if he's, if he's here, great. If he's not, it, it really doesn't matter to me either way. Um, and, and the only other thing I do want to add to that is that if these charges, um, you know, are, if they really are domestic violence related, um, or they stick in any manner, you know, way, shape or form, whatever the case may be, um, it, there's no question, obviously he's, he's done in Oakland. Uh, plenty of us have talked about consistently, you know, obviously Mark Davis's stand on domestic violence. The Raiders are one of, uh, the very few teams, uh, which is kind of sad to say the Raiders are one of the few teams that truly stick by, uh, you know, that, 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 that DV policy and have a complete zero, zero tolerance policy on it. So, um, if those charges do come up, you know, you know, and, 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 and they stick and Alden's found, uh, you know, guilty, whatever the case may be, uh, his, his time in Oakland is, is, is definitely done. Let's say, uh, let's say he gets reinstated though. <clears throat> I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's say he does. What is Alden standing with the team? I mean, like Ryan just alluded to, it's probably finished. There's a, a $1.75 million uh, – I guess there's $1.75 million in savings. No dead money. Um, Nick, is it time to end the Alden experiment or should the Raiders uh, see it through? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air on this one, at least myself, as to, as to what I would do or what I, I would want. Um, I mean, I think it really depends probably what happens with this investigation. I think a lot of times – these stories come out and everyone's pretty quick to judge these days. It's kind of guilty before proven innocent, especially when you got a reputation like, like Alden does, but it's probably fair just to, you know, let the, the facts play out, I guess, if you will see what really happens here. Um, if it's nothing that that's too serious, if it's maybe just an argument that escalated as long as there wasn't, you know, anything physical that happened there, I could definitely see the Raiders probably just seeing, seeing this one through to the end. Um, seeing that investment through. I mean, they've waited this long. He hasn't played since November of 2015. Um, and he really hasn't been in too much trouble since he signed here. He had that that uh, the Periscope video, allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, we got to throw that out there. And then, you know, and then this. So he's really more so just dealing with, with repercussions from, from the past. Um, so I, I could see the team seeing this one through to the end. It's been a it's been a few weeks since we recorded an episode, and the last time we talked, or since the last time we've talked, Vic from uh, SF Chronicle said that he doesn't expect the Raiders to bring back Latavius Murray, uh, and other reports have kind of supported that. So Ryan's probably jumping for joy over there. <laughs> um, Ryan, uh, well, what do you think happens now? Get him out of here, man. Get him out of <laughs> here. I'm. I'm. T- no. No. Listen. Uh, Murray, for, for for as harsh as I've been, obviously, uh, you know, I've said it a couple times during the season. Uh, he looked like an improved back for whatever that's worth. Worth, but at the end of the day, again, you're not paying. Uh, you know, for me, you're not paying a, a back of his caliber. Um, again, I I fully expect him to cash in some Demarco Murray, Doug Martin type money. Uh, and that's just way too much money, in, in my opinion, for kind of what he brings to the table. Um, 
Uh, so yeah, for me, man, I'm I'm excited to see McKenzie kind of weighing his options and 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 you know whether it's the draft or or free agency. And again, today, uh, you know, obviously we got the news of of two uh, household type names being being let free. So I'm sure you know Raiders Twitter and the timeline in general is is a buzz. So it should be it should be an interesting offseason in that regard. I mean, I like I like Latavius. I'm I'm on record as, as saying that I don't I don't think he's a fantastic back by any means, but I think most are overly uh, critical of him. With with that being said, if if he does get Lamar Miller money or Doug Martin money uh, from a bad team, especially, I think is what's probably going to happen here. I mean, I'm I'm not touching that if it's four years, twenty eight million with half of it guaranteed or something like that, that would put him, you know, in the top ten or top seven or maybe even higher than that. I don't think McKenzie is even, you know, getting in that same ballpark. Um so I, I think Latavius is done as a Raider because I, I do think he's gonna get a, a handsome contract from from someone out there. I mean the free agent class is flat out awful and he's gonna be by far the best back in there, you know, Le'Veon Bell withstanding who, you know, isn't gonna get out of Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's my my two cents on that. Yeah, I think they uh, just hit hit uh, Le'Veon with the franchise tag, right? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, so he's not going anywhere. So uh, let's take another question from Twitter. F Cali Double O Two wants to know if possible free agent swap of Latavius for Eddie Lacy is a good idea, and if Deshaun Jackson coming back to the Bay uh, to play for the Raiders with Derek Carr on a cheaper deal might work. Ryan, you can take this one. Man, Eddie, uh, or uh, fat, fat Eddie, man. I mean, it's been he, he, he looked like like a top five or ten back uh, early on in Green Bay, and then um, we we we've all seen the photos of of uh, of him kind of as the off seasons have kind of <laughs> progressed and stuff like that. And and I know my one one of, one of my favorite moments on Twitter was dudes that were digging up his old like Chinese food type tweets from back in oh, the day, that was, man. That was they, so they, funny. They kept they kept putting those up on the timeline on Sundays, man. But yeah, I think my I think my man Eddie has a bit of a bit of an eating problem or whatever the case may be. I know I know he was big on the P ninety X last last offseason looked like looked like he was he was doing okay um i know a lot of fans man they want you know they want the quote-unquote power back they want the big back or whatever um I, for me i'm 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 passing on 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 eddie lacy i think we could find that that option uh you know in in, in the draft at some point um and then in in, re, in regards to, to deshaun jackson deshaun jackson would easily be one of it, it is easily one of my favorite uh free agents and 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 at the way top of my list um all the rumors and kind of you know musings that i've heard right now i think i think he's almost i won't say a lock to tampa bay but i kind of in my opinion i think that's that that's where he's going to end up um, i'm not so sure it's about the money for deshaun i imagine he's going to he's still going to get paid but um i just think that he's got a little connect with uh you know with with Jameis and and, and mike evans down there um not to say that he's going to completely shun or, sh- or, sh- or shut the door to oakland i'd just be curious if mckenzie pursues him again or if he ever pursued him to, to begin with you know so just real quick on uh, on fat eddie can you guys imagine <laughs> if, if this dude was was living here how how big he would get i mean think about how much good food is in oakland san francisco <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the bay area in it's general uh, we saw what happened to uh to that one certain quarterback that got almost to 300 pounds um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be no different yeah exactly (laughs) it's gonna be not not much different for eddie if he i mean to be fair 
they only eat cheese in fucking Wisconsin, so you know what I mean. Dude sitting around eating. Boy, gotta come out here get some salad or yeah, something. Yeah, get like some that, right? get some kale. Those white girls will hook him up. Quinoa, <laughs> quinoa or something. That's that's SoCal. The, He's got to go to the Rams for the, that. The uh, the acai bowls or whatever they're called. There you go. There you go. Uh, there you go. Get some of that in his life. Exactly. Yeah. Looking at this, fr- yeah, those, th- those are good. <laughs> Let's take a look at this uh, free agent class. Uh, there's a ton of running backs. You guys see McKenzie potentially looking at. Uh, Nick, who do you think the Raiders got? Nick, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk about the the, the Peterson and, and Jamal Charles news today, man. Yeah. So for free agency, I, I really don't see much happening here. The before before today's news, I think Garrett Blunt and Isaiah Crowell were probably the two names to look out for. But even them, I, I just don't see happening. Yeah. The the big news here is going to be Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles, who. Uh, are both going to be free agents. And uh, I, I put out a little poll, or not necessarily a poll, just a question like a yay or nay, do you want to see Adrian Peterson as a Raider? And it's it's a legit 50-50 split. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I wanted, wanted to get your guys' two cents on that, and then I'll, I'll I'll throw in my two cents at the end. So, Ryan, what do you think? AP? Yes yeah, no? I would, I've been I've been kind of I've been kind of going back and forth all day ever since ever since the news broke, man. I've been I was sitting at my desk at the office, man, fucking drinking tea and 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 and, and getting these getting these getting these one forties <laughs> off. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's crazy to me how many people legitimately uh, dislike you know Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles for that for that instance. Um, again, for me, I'm not advocating that Reggie go out of his way to sign either of them. Um, I just think if the money is right, and and for me, right is somewhere, you know, uh, just a one-year prove-it type deal, uh, you know, uh, minimal money, you know, whatever that number may be, nothing, nothing extravagant. Uh, but I think if you get either one on a one-year deal, for me, I'm I'm leaning towards Jamal Charles more so than than um, than Adrian Peterson. But I think you get either of these kids on a one-year, not kids. I mean, well, both of them are 30, 30 plus <laughs> at this point. But you get you get either of these dudes on a one-year type prove a deal. It could be it could be interesting, you know, especially if you know McKenzie doesn't opt to you know, kind of answer the question, uh, in, in, in the draft. So again, I, I don't want to see either of them signed, but I think a lot of folks out there are kind of, kind of getting a little bit silly with, you know, kind of the, the overreaction or the stay away, you know, whatever the case may be. So for me, well, oh, go ahead, Dylan. no, I was just going to say, I, I think Adrian Peterson's automatically disqualified because of those, uh, domestic violence issues, uh, was a couple oh, seasons yeah, ago. With, with, with this, with this kid or something. Yeah, I was beating the shit out of his kid with a stick. So I mean, something like that. Right? I don't know if yeah. So I, I guess he's done. But I mean, I watched Adrian Peterson last season. Dude looked like he was forty nine years old. You know what I mean? He <laughs> guy was running in. He was running in reverse, different. bro. Like I mean, I could have probably strapped up the pads and, and probably gained <laughs> gained a few more yards than that dude. Um, and Jamal Charles, man, you know. He's been uh, he's been having a, a tough time with the injuries, but the that, knees, yeah. yeah, that also means he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. So again, if one of these dudes, you know, hypothetically was to sign with the Raiders, I'd I'd have to lean on Jamal. And plus, it would just be nice to uh, see that dude rip out the the Chiefs' hearts a couple times a year. You know, uh, me and uh, me and uh, Nick were saying like, if that dude had two carries and they were both touchdowns against the Chiefs, it would be worth it. Um, yeah, that's hundred percent worth it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, we've all watched Jamal Charles ruin our lives. So it would be nice to have that guy uh, maybe on our sideline. But again, 
I, I don't really see, uh, I don't see either of those guys in a, in a Raiders uniform. I think the question is a lot of people are, well, first, a lot of people are, are saying why signed, you know, washed up back above his 30s for either one of these guys when we've got DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard, and, and we can focus on the draft. And, and while that is, you know, true, the thing is, the question the writers have to ask themselves is, is if either of these guys can put you over the top in a win now window, you know, is it worth signing them? In a perfect world, I would I would love to sign AP. Uh, my dad's side of the family grew up Vikings fan, so you know I've always got a soft spot for for that team. So you know I'm a, I'm a big Adrian fan myself. But a couple things to consider. Um, last year he averaged 1.9 yards per carry. I mean he was he was bad, and he only played That's three terrible. games before getting hurt again. And uh, and the Vikings were trying to run a little bit more out of shotgun, and he's just not comfortable with it, not good with it, and that's something that you know, of course, we know the Raiders love to run. Um, so I don't just I don't see him being a good fit here. Uh, Jamal Charles, though, you know, I, I could see I could see some appeal there, um, but kind of the same thing. I mean, he's played eight games in the last two seasons. That injury history starting to to pile up. Um, he's got what two bad knees, right? Didn't he turn ACL in each knee by now? I think, yeah, I think it was each knee. I think he's had like three yeah. ACL tears or something like that. Good it's, God, it's man! So yeah, I'd both guys. It, it's going to be a pass from me, um, you know, for for a multitude of reasons. Recent injury history being a, a big factor in that, and then also I just AP especially. I don't think he's going to come cheap. Um, I think he's a guy that's probably going to get a two year deal somewhere. Uh, as crazy as that may be for yeah, for pretty nah, good money. Completely agree. And, and Jamal Charles, I would love to sign just for the fact that it would piss Chiefs fans off more than anything. <laughs> that would be mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. the one reason why I would I would enjoy that. Shout out Sully Football, man. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to uh, Homeboy? Oh fuck, man! I'm having a brain fart. Uh, our old safety that signed with the Chiefs. Whatever happened to him? Oh, Tyvon Branch. Yeah. Is he out of the league? Is he still is he still playing? I, I, I think he's still there, man. Is he still in Kansas City? Yo, Tyron was the truth for a couple of years. Yeah, he was. was yeah, he was good in Oakland for a bit, but we were paying him like now he's he's way too much. He's been with the uh, the Cardinals, I think, last year. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Okay, I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's where he was. are you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. He, about he that. was on some team that might have had red uniforms. We're not, you know, we're not. not <laughs> the, the Cardinals fit the description. Okay, fit the description. All right, all right. Uh, on McKenzie's list, on McKenzie's to-do list, uh, signing Derek Carr to a contract extension. Uh, what kind of payday can we expect to see for our franchise quarterback? You got some numbers and figures for me, Nick? Whew, it's uh, it's going to be a blank check, basically, is, is what it's going to be, and, and that is perfectly okay. All the money. Yeah, just whatever. Just hand it to him, or whatever he wants to write on there is fine. I'll start the GoFundMe. I got some ca- I got some cash in my wallet. But you you know the crazy thing is like if you if you said, "Hey Derek, take take any amount of money you want to take." A dude would probably be like, "You know what? Let me let me just take the bare minimum, you know? I'm you know, I'm a man of God. Let's donate the rest and uh I want to I want to take care of my teammates." I don't know why Derek Yo. I'm making Derek Carr sound like that, yeah, but Yeah, why does he sound like that? <laughs> Uh, 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 for real though, this this dude Joel Corey, man, uh, ex agent, works for CBS and shit like that. He he tweeted out today um, that his thinking is that the baseline, the baseline for for whenever Derek's you know got that got that contract coming his way, uh, he he said I'd call Andrew Lux twenty four point five nine four million per year with eighty seven million in guarantees, forty seven million fully guaranteed. Derek Carr's starting point. 
So I think I think whenever Carr does get that check slid his way, uh, it's going to be right around that Andrew Luck type 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 realm. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm hoping for one that it's six years instead of five. I want to get that extra year on there. And yeah, I do think it's going to be right around that twenty-four million dollar range annually. I'm thinking maybe like six years. Let's call it. Let's call it one hundred forty million. The guarantees and the signing bonuses is really what I'm intrigued by. Um, I think as Ryan just said, Andrew Luck got thirty-two million dollar signing bonus, and they say eighty-seven million of it is guaranteed. And um, just absurd and then I, I want to see if the signing bonus is spread out over a few years or if it's just going to be paid out in year one because that's going to you know be a large factor in determining how much the Raiders have to spend this offseason so it's going to be uh it's going to be a sticker shock once once that uh those numbers start to come out and that that contract gets done yeah well yo car car was on mad dog radio today um Sirius XM talking to Adam Adam Shine Shine I believe his last Sheen. name is man Sheen is that Sheen yeah I and so. I guess uh Sheen had asked him about you know the the pending contract and all that and he said that's going to be up Derek Derek said that's going to be up to Reggie McKenzie and my agent they know how I feel I'm a Raider for life yes so I imagine that I'm, I'm, I imagine that got the timeline you know all you know got the pom-poms out and shit so that's that's definitely dope to hear though now this is something that really hasn't been addressed, uh, maybe a, like at all this offseason. I really haven't seen it on the timeline. And I, I apologize in advance, Derek Carr, because he would hate for me to say this, but Jesus fucking Christ, can we sign a backup <laughs> quarterback? You know what I mean? Because what happened you know? last season, I don't ever, I mean, knock on wood, God forbid, you know, I'm going to pray every night, I'm going to go back to church this year. But uh, no, I'm not even playing though. Uh, wearing, wearing wearing your Derek Carr jersey. Oh, dude! God forbid anything like that ever happens again. I don't want to see those two bums that were our backups in a, in a Raiders uniform. Like, it, I yeah, mean, I'm not, I'm not down. But who who was out there? You know what I mean? Like, who could the Raiders potentially target? Or are we looking at the draft again? Or what's what's up? I don't even know if there's any veteran quarterbacks out there that I think we could pursue I mean I, I think it's probably going to be Connor Cook's job for better or for worse oh yes. god for worse um so that's that's my take I, I think that's yeah. what we're rolling with probably Agreed. even just two two QBs I don't even know if we're gonna roster three, three QBs no nah, let's just you know what let's just ride the wave with Derek we only need one QB <laughs> send let's him get, out there let's I'm go comfortable sending Derek Carr out there in crutches than I am Dude. Connor Cook <laughs> Dude, that was so bad that was so bad bro all right, let's, let's move on. Uh, another question from Twitter. A friend of the podcast, James, Raiders reporter, Uh-oh. asks if the Raiders will sign every free agent uh, and still have <laughs> enough money to re-sign Carr, Mac, guy, plus buy dinner for Mark at P.F. Chang's. <laughs> I, I sense a little a little sarcasm from, from James, but Nick, what do you got? You know what? That's that's funny. That's kind of a joke. I think that him and I have gone back and forth about. Like you, you scan Raiders Twitter for five minutes. You know, someone will will hit up Google. They'll see that the Raiders got like forty something million in cap space, and then without even thinking, they they just go out there and they tweet, "Oh, the Raiders got forty million. We're gonna sign Tony Jefferson, Dante Hightower, AJ Boye, <laughs> Dante Don Terry Poe, Deshaun Jackson, and still have money to spare." <laughs> um, so that's kind of just a running joke that that we've got. But unfortunately, we are going to sign all of those players. And what's going to happen is, to answer James's <laughs> question, it's going to eat into Mark Davis's P.F. Chang's budget, and he's going to have to settle for uh, settle for Hooters instead, which 
which I don't think he'll have a problem with. Bro, Hooters <laughs> is trash, man. Hooters is so that's, trash. That's Mark's favorite place. I haven't been to Hooters since like the 2012 Dude. National Championship game, college football. It was just so awful. It was, oh, like, I it was, it was yeah, I went bad. I went uh, three or four years ago in San Jose. And it was a high school reunion. Like all the girls I went to high school were working there, dude. It was so bad. It was, and it was. It's just super awkward. Like you're at the table and like homegirls like, oh hey Dylan, how you been? And she's like hula hooping while she's pouring beers. I'm like, oh my god, Bro, dude. Tell me you got the free wing plug though. You gotta get the free wing plug or something. Oh, yeah, I got the free go. wings, dog. I got the free wings. If <laughs> you know what go. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about my boy Gabe Jackson. Uh, Probably be extended this offseason as well, I'm thinking. Ryan, what kind of deal do you think he commands? And when do you think he gets done? I don't know, man. You got to the, the the weirdest shit about about the guard market, man, is is what um is what our own KO did to it last year. And then uh my dude in Kansas City, I don't even know. I don't even know this dude was in the league. Don't even know how to say his name. Apparently, he's like a doctor to be, but he just got he just got paid buku bucks uh, down in Kansas City. I believe it's their right guard. Uh, I mean, y'all can do the Google right now. I, I don't even know how to say his name, but the the I bring him up because the guard market um, is is about to be re- reset again. Because there's there's a couple free free agent guards out there. I believe TJ Lang's at the top of the list. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see because the, these guards are going to keep getting paid. Um, you know, KO's eleven million last year was a ton of money, and I imagine it's only going to go up a couple a couple million off of that. So, uh, Gabe, man, uh, look looked a little bit rough transitioning last year, but definitely finished strong and, and and is absolutely as valuable to this team as you know shit, man. Even even a guy like you know Derek Carr, Cooper, whatever, he's absolutely a part of that young core. Um, so. I'm not, I'm not sure what the numbers look like, but he's he's definitely going to get his. So to to add to what to what Ryan said, when I saw that that deal come out, I mean I knew who he was. I thought he was just kind of a you know quality player for that offensive line. I didn't know that he was a five years, forty two million dollars kind of player. Uh, who is um, he, bro? Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a fake name. You know, it's got to be a fake name. It's you know, still up to still up to up, up to debate. Uh, but before that, you know, before that deal was signed, I was thinking Gabe might get maybe eight million a year, like four years, thirty-two million, or four years, thirty million, something like that. Put something that puts him, you know, maybe in the top six, top seven of guards. And now that that's been happened, um, you know, Gabe's going to see that, and Gabe probably saw that deal and was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, <laughs> and uh, texted his agent. So I could see nine million a year probably for Gabe. Um, you know, four years, five years, forty-two million, something right around that same exact deal that that homeboy got. So we'll have to see what happens. All right, Twitter question time. Captain Kirk three one three asks if there's a doomsday scenario where, where Khalil Mack doesn't get a new contract. God damn it, Captain! Why would you even <laughs> ask some? Sh- Gotta skip this question. You man. know what? You know Captain that's a that's a here, man. that's a trash question. <laughs> On to the next. What's, Here's what's, the, dooms- <laughs> the doomsday scenario: is if an asteroid hits the Earth and we all die before Khalil Mack can get signed. I to mean, contract there's extension. there's be real- some weird like fax machine type situation over oh, in Denver Elvis a handful Duper of years Mill? ago, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, God, like, what the hell? Oh, oh, that dude. was so yeah. funny. Yo, I forgot about that. How is Khalil not going to get that money here, man? Dude, I, mean, I would. <laughs> 
I'm I'm telling you, man. There's a there's a bigger chance of us getting nuked by Russia than there. Like that's really the only way that that Khalil something would have to go terrible. And even I mean, I, to to be serious, bro, the only shit that could happen to be completely serious is if he, for whatever reason, God forbid, got involved in some sort of again some sort of domestic violence type dispute or whatever. Nah, like that. not my boy only, Khalil. Nah, I, absolutely not Khalil. But I'm thinking like that is really the only way I can see this team cutting like, bait with this like dude if he shit like that. if he was at an Alan Smith house party. Yeah, like, hey, if he was partying without hey, bro. Some hey, shit. hey, hey, hey. The, the only girls Cleo Mack is beating up is that Denver Broncos offensive line. Write it down. All right. Uh, the Raiders currently have 43 million in cap room. Uh, but a lot can happen to lower that amount. Nick, headed into free agency, how much money do you think Raiders ha- uh, will have available? Yeah, so that's kind of what I was getting at earlier when, when people will, will see that cap number and just off the jump think that the Raiders got all this spending money. But, you know, when you break it down and start adding things, you know, to that or, or subtracting, I should say, um, you know, it doesn't leave a whole lot. Uh, a lot of it depends on on a Derek Carr signing bonus and Gabe Jackson uh, if he gets extended and, and how much of that affects the cap year one. But just to make it, you know, an even number, let's say both those guys get extended and twenty million comes off the books in terms of signing bonuses that gets paid out right away. We've got twenty-three million dollars left now. Um, we've got eighteen free agents. Let's say they bring back ten of those dudes. Um, most of those are, are low dollar contracts, so let's say one million per player, that's another ten million. So we're down to thirteen million. Draft is gonna take up five or six million, so we're already down to like seven or eight million to spend. Um, a couple things could happen. I mean, Dan Williams gets cut. Reggie Nelson gets cut. Sean Smith gets restructured. Um, the Raiders get a little bit of, of break in terms of Carr and Gabe Jackson's uh, signing bonuses being spread out a little more. You know, maybe they can end up with 20 or so million if, if all those things happen. Uh, but it, it's really not going to be like it was last offseason where the Raiders signed, you know, three of the four of the top 10 free agents, you know, nothing like that. I think is going to happen. And plus got to save for Kula Mack next off season. I mean, no doomsday scenario. That dude's going to get paid. So <laughs> n- not, not, not a lot of spending money. I, I, don't, I don't really see happening. All right. One more, actually a couple more Twitter questions here. Uh, THS Luke wants to know who Oakland's biggest free agent signing will be. Oof. Uh, Shit. I mean, there's again. I I completely agree with with what what Nick's saying. Obviously, we're not going to see, um, you know, a 2016 type offseason splurge. It's just not realistic. Uh, rarely do teams splurge like that, and rarely do teams go back to back on on that kind of spending spree. But um, if I had to pick one, uh, quote unquote, big name or one big free agent signing. Um, I, I think, I think McKenzie tries to make another run at Tony, uh, T- Tony Jefferson, the safety, uh, you know, the, the Arizona safety, uh, Arizona Cardinal, uh, safety, um, again, very interested in him last off season. I don't, uh, you know, Cardinals were wise to, to bring him back and he absolutely balled out and, um, and absolutely worked towards whatever payday is coming at him. So I think he's definitely going to get paid. Um, I, I hope it's, I hope it's in Oakland, uh, but to, to Nick's point, uh, the money's going to be a bit, a bit tighter this off season. So, but if I had to pick one big name, that's somewhat realistic. That's my guy right there. All right. Uh, another similar question from Twitter, uh, at Mark Lubienski asks who the top three potential free agent signings will be Nick. Um, 
That's tough. I mean, I would love to say Tony Jefferson, just to kind of echo what, what Ryan just said. I'm not sure how realistic that's going to be. If, if the Raiders can make some moves to, to free up some cap space to make that happen, either him or Donta Hightower, if they do spend money to on one guy, that's going to be $8 million per year or more. You know, I would love for it to be either of those two, but... Um, you know, erring on the on the side of, of conservativeness here, I think probably Zach Brown comes to mind at linebacker, definitely a guy that, that should have been locked up last year. Um, had a great season in 2016. I would love to bring him on board. Uh, Bradley McDougal, the buck safety, he's just 26. He was a guy that was undrafted a few years ago, had a strong season, kind of a low-key name not a lot of people were talking about, and, and maybe someone like uh, Kayvon Webster, maybe Broncos third cornerback or fourth cornerback, just to, you know, maybe throw some guys out there that are 25, 26 years old, uh, not really all that highly regarded, but can come here and, and be probably quality starters and, and hopefully develop into, into more than that. I think, you know, in in that range is probably the, the guys that will be, will be signing this offseason. All right, let's give the people what they want. Uh, let's wrap this episode up with a little bit of draft talk. Uh, Ryan, run through some names that you've been keeping an eye on. Ooh, uh, first, first round, first round, twenty-four overall. Um, I got a list of about. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh man, twenty-four. We're not used to picking there. You know, what are we gonna do? There's a lot of, a lot of question marks. A lot of, a lot of holes to fill. I don't think there's gonna be talent there, man. I got a list of about, you know a dozen, maybe a few more uh, players that I would, I would be very happy with at, give me, give me five overall. I'm going to give you five real quick. I like, um, talked about him a lot. I think I talked about him last time we recorded too. Buda Baker, free safety out of of Washington. That's my boy. Malik McDowell, uh, defensive line, Michigan state kid, Uh, Jaleel Johnson, more defensive lineman. A couple cornerbacks. I really like Uh, Jalen, Tease Tabor, Florida kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Sydney Jones going back to Washington. And my favorite, my favorite okay. option at 24 overall, man, Christian McCaffrey. The, the running back. Really? That's the kid right there, man. I'm telling you guys right now. Y'all know how I was with Ezekiel Elliott last year. I'm not going to be Ezekiel Elliott hype, but, man, I love this kid. And I'm, I'm going to talk about him the rest of the offseason. Every time we fucking pod, I'm going to talk about Christian McCaffrey. Bro, Christian, Christian McCaffrey ruined my life a couple times in the past couple years because I'm, I'm a USC guy, USC and Arizona State guy. Man, he I would love to see him in black and silver. You said you said his name, and I look like the Antonio Banderas meme where he's sitting at his computer just smiling. That was me right now. <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey's a guy, too, that I'm definitely intrigued by, especially if he's there at 24. He would be he would be hard to pass on, I, I would say. Um I'm going to be actually writing about him uh, pretty soon here uh, for for JBB. I think as soon as the combine wraps up, uh, that way I can plug in plug in those measurables and stuff. But I'll have a full, pretty full film thing on him. Um, just to add a couple other names, um, or maybe not even add too many names. A couple of those same ones I I agree with. Uh, Malik McDowell, Sidney Jones are two that I'm I'm quite high on. Uh, Caleb Brantley, the defensive tackle over at Florida, yeah, yeah. is is definitely a, another one. Um, Marlon Humphrey from uh, from Bama is another one that I would like to see. He's someone that can play either cornerback or safety. So maybe just add in, add in those couple of names to the mix at 24. Um, you know, that little short list, something like that. I mean, it's it's a deep class. This class is, is ridiculously loaded it's, at, it's, at the back really end here. Good. So yep. there's probably, uh, come draft day, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 
24 is available. I'm looking at the best available board. If there's seven, eight, nine players that I'd be like, if yeah. they get picked, I'd be like, that was good pick. I'm cool with it, you know? Yep. So hard to complain right. right now. Before I get to this next Twitter question, uh, Ryan, I know you're keeping tabs on the mock drafts. Uh, give me like a couple of trends that you've been seeing for the Raiders at 24 and possibly the second round. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's been it's been so, I, man. I was going back, you know, I I have mock drafts that were going back even before the the off season started. But you know, as we get closer to obviously the combine this week, the draft coming up, you know, uh, a lot of the 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 notable drafts, you know, analysts are kind of you know you know kind of closing on 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 their on their picks. So I think we started off initially. It was a cross between uh, a lot of running backs for Oakland, uh, a, a linebacker of of the week essentially for Oakland, and then obviously cornerbacks. Now, as again as the combine approaches and stuff like that, uh, I've seen a lot more cornerbacks. You know, it's 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 the same names that we kind of discuss. It's Sidney Jones, Tabor. Um, you know, those, it's kind of the, it's kind of wh- whoever's kind of fallen to 24. Um, and I, I, we've seen a lot of talk about, um, you know, this kid, uh, Hassan Reddick from, from Temple. Um, he's been a name that's, that's popped up a lot for, for, for the Raiders, a kid that has played with his hand in the dirt, but probably is more suited just for a traditional, you know, outside linebacker type, type, t- type role. Um, so I think between, between a player like him, um, Reddick at a temple and then probably cornerbacks is probably going to be the, the, the names that you're going to see plugged into 24 more and more. All right. One more question from Twitter. Mr. Tavor 87, uh, wants to know the possibility of Reggie McKenzie flipping the 24th pick for additional picks. Uh, Nick, what do you got? So that, that sounds great in theory. And I think that would definitely be an ideal situation considering, you know, the depth of the class, like we just talked about, you know, if, if they could fall back six, seven picks, or maybe even very early into the second round, which I don't think would happen. Uh, but maybe at the very end of the first round can still get a quality player and, you know, add another, you know, maybe round three pick or something like that. But at the same time, you know, all these teams are going to know that this class is deep. And I think everyone's going to be more than, you know, content to just sit and wait for them to, you know, get to, uh, to go on the clock and, and not, feel the the need to jump up and go get that one player that's available um so i I don't see any any trade happening all right uh the inverse of that if there's a certain player that falls out of the top 10 uh, is there anyone that you would want reggie mckenzie to trade up to get ryan who do you got I think uh, I imagine ninety eight percent of of Raiders Twitter is probably going to be jumping and screaming for Reuben Foster, uh, and for the most part, rightfully so, phenomenal player. Um, for me, I, I, as good as he is, um, it kind of goes back to what Nick was saying earlier. I mean, this class, man, um, is really, really good. Um, maybe, maybe not so strong at, at the at the at the linebacker position, which makes you maybe would want to make you jump up for a player like 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 Ruben Foster but for me man I, I'm perfectly content staying staying put at 24 and just letting letting the board fall however it may um if I had to pick a name uh that fell out of the top 10 that I jumped before it, I I guess it would be you know Rube um but again uh there's really no one that I'm I'm really you know willing to 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 risk a, a one and a future one whatever the case may be on yeah, Nick you got anybody that uh that you'd like to slip out of the top 10 there 
I really just want to probably give a, a plug to uh, to JBB's own friend of the podcast guy we've had on in the past, uh, Mr. Ted Nguyen at Raiders Analysis. He is Ted all a. he's all aboard. I know trading up for Ruben Foster if let's say he falls out of the top ten or top twelve, something like that. Um, he's he's very very high on Ruben Foster. Uh, myself, I, I wouldn't give up. You know. Uh, a future one or a future two for uh, for a guy that doesn't play a premium position like that. Um, you know, as much as I love Ruben, um, you know, maybe one other name to consider would be Marshawn Lattimore, who I think is probably a top three player in the class if he has a Laramie Tunsil incident, falls, falls out of the top ten or whatever, you know, maybe. But, Tunsil, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but idiot. I would say I would say no, uh, no, no trade up, no trade down. Let's sit sit pretty at twenty four, and uh, see what happens. All right, we've uh, talked a little bit about Latavius Murray's potential replacements. Uh, are there any late round gems that you see at the running back position, Ryan? Man, the draft the 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 class is stocked in general, man. Running backs especially. Uh, I recently profiled one of, one of my favorite, you know. For me, a, for me, a player I'm probably taking late two, early three, but I can maybe see him slip in depending how he tests to you know that late three, four, four, four round range. Uh, kid Jamal Williams out of out of BYU. Uh, people comparing him to, to to Latavius Murray. I don't think he's that kind of athlete, uh, but he certainly runs a hell of a lot better, uh, a lot more, um, you know, a lot more, you know, useful in the in in, in the open field. Really, really good feet. Um, a personal favorite of mine who I'm really high on uh, that I would take early, but I don't think he's going to go early. Uh, Samaje P. Ryan, I can imagine, I think he'll go around that same range, that three to fourth round range. Um, I also wrote up Alvin, Alvin Kamara, who again is a, is a first round type player for me. Uh, I know the league, he's, he's kind of polarizing. I think a lot of people are either super high on him like I am, or he's just kind of a change of pace guy and probably is going to go again around that fourth fourth round range or so. So if he slips those out of those out of those three names, I'd be perfectly content with any of them. There's also, you know, Kareem Hunt out of out of, out of Toledo, uh, who I know everyone's kind of buzzing about and, and rightfully so. So tons, tons of options for, for Oakland in, in that regard. Yeah, Cream Hunt is a is a guy I really like a lot, but I think he's going to be probably too early for McKenzie's uh, taste with running backs. I mean, we we've seen Latavius get picked up in the sixth, DeAndre Washington get selected in the fifth, uh, Jalen Rashard is an undrafted free agent. So I think you know maybe fifth round or later. That's that's kind of the range that Raiders fans should be focusing on with these running backs, and and there's definitely going to be a few to consider in that range if you know most of these names that we just went over or that Ryan went over aren't going to be available. Still, some some guys out there. Um, Marlon Mack out of South Florida. A lot of analysts have him slated, you know, in the fourth or fifth round. Aaron Jones from UTEP. Um, a lot of people have him slated maybe in the fifth or even the sixth. Yes. So a, a few guys like that, I think, are the ones that, that we probably should be focused on as, as Raiders fans because that's probably where McKenzie's going to end up taking you know another back, assuming Latavius does walk. All right. Let's do a quick three-round mock draft. Uh, each of you has 10 seconds on each round. Nick, you're on the clock. All right, first round, I will go with – I'm taking the talent, best talent on the board, Malik McDowell, defensive tackle, Michigan Ooh. State. I think uh, 
he's maybe has a little bit of off field issues potentially nothing more attitude i think um more attitude related which could be something that you know is said for Mario Edwards Jr. a couple seasons back. So I think if if we get a player of his talent, he's immensely talented, get him with Jethro, get him on the right track, I think he could be a a special player. So that's where I'm going. Ryan, you're up. I can dig it. So I'm going going another round one pick, or I'm going to go round round two now? Round one. Round one. Man, I'm going to – I plugged him earlier, man. I'm going to keep talking about him, man. Give me me Christian McCaffrey all day, all day long. All right. All right, round two. Nick, go. Uh, round two, round two is real tough. Um, I'm gonna hope that that Eddie Jackson, the Bama safety, is there in round two. Someone that was a, a five star blue trip, highly regarded. A lot of people thought he'd be a first round lock uh, when he came to Bama. Dealt with some injuries, kind of is being slept on now as a result. I definitely think he can he can get back to uh, to living up to that potential and uh, and be the safety of the future alongside Carl. So that's where I'm going. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if uh, I talked to him again. I talked about him earlier. I'm curious to see if if a player like Jaleel Johnson slips uh, to the t- to the second round again, a first round top twenty twenty five player for me. But I know a lot of people again at the moment seem kind of seem kind of split on him. So between Jaleel Johnson, um, again, I think Caleb Brantley's gone way before the second. So um, I think I'm looking if, if Jaleel Johnson's there absolute no no brainer for me if not i'm looking best cornerback so if i gotta pick if i gotta pick a real realistic game that's probably there i'm gonna say cordrea tankersley uh cornerback out of clemson so i got my running back that's I got a my quarterback. that's a name you like that name man <laughs> <laughs> all right nick round three round three um i'm gonna go I want to grab a linebacker. I mean, we desperately need help there. I think maybe Kendall Beckwith from LSU could be a guy who's one of the better players left on the board. Um, I know I think uh, Ted Raiders analysis was doing some stuff on him uh, last couple of days. Um, you know, maybe someone who can who can solve these these linebacker and these coverage woes. So that's uh, that's where I'm going. Round three. Um... I think my favorite round three option, um, I, I would probably, again, assuming a player like Reggie Nelson walks, um, I really like the kid, Tedrick Thompson, free safety out of Colorado. Um, I haven't seen enough of him, but I, early on, I, I was really high on him. And then again, I just haven't circled back around on him. But uh, Marcus Williams, safety out of out of out of Utah. Uh, I'm I'm big on him. Yeah, I think good. I think a lot of people are expecting he's, him to, to test really well too this this weekend. So um yeah, for me, for uh, sure. I would love to go cornerback. I, I I would even be cool doubling up on a cornerback, you know, someone like Jordan Lewis who might slip a little bit due to his size. Again, I probably still probably gone in the second, but um I for my official pick, I'll go I'll go with I'll go with Tedrick Tedrick Thompson, free safety out of out of Colorado. All right. All right. Those are uh Two pretty solid three-round drafts. I would actually go with both of those. They're pretty nice. Um, I said that we didn't have any more Twitter questions. I lied. We have one more uh, from o- from Omar Mendez ninety four. He wants to know why he cries himself to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Is that the end of the question? Yeah, that's that's the question. Uh, well, probably because. Probably because he's a Raiders fan, so <laughs> exactly, and yeah. that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. 
That's it, man. <laughs> All right, man. Good question. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode it, of the him. Jess Blog Baby podcast. <laughs> Uh, follow us along on Twitter at Just Blog Baby. Subscribe mm-hmm. to us on iTunes, yep. Stitcher, Stitcher, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, but and, uh, but not Spotify. Not Spotify. Not Spotify. Do not, not Spotify. do not su- subscribe to us, us on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, we don't have none of that. You will be disappointed. <laughs> uh, qu- real quick, I guess moving forward, um, I think we're going to try to gear back up into the podcast with the combine happening this week, the draft coming up. Um, hopefully, once per week, maybe occasionally, if if schedules permitting, try to sneak in a a second episode per week here and there because we got a lot of guests that we uh, that we want to try to have on before the draft and and even immediately following the draft for some analysis. I think now is probably a good time to announce maybe our next podcast guest. I think next Tuesday uh, we're gonna have Ryan, your boy, EB. Eddie Borsilli from uh, from Sirius XM, one of oh, the more nice. popular guys at Raiders Twitter. He's going to be joining us, I think, on the seventh when we record. And then we're going to have uh, Malik Obi, JBB staff writer Malik, as well, sometime around then because he's actually going to be at the combine. As oh is shit, Eddie. that's what's up. So yeah, we're going to try to get the scoop from the from those dudes, trying to find out you know who who the Raider scouts are talking to and whatnot, see what we can get from those guys. So yeah, a lot to a uh, lot to come in uh, in future episodes. A lot of draft talk to get to. Got uh, to dive in on these rankings and and the deeper rounds and whatnot. So stay tuned, everybody. Thanks so for listening. Dylan, That'll, that'll no, no, you know, no, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Oh, okay, okay. Just, you know I'll what? Just, just you. cut it right now. Just cut it right now. Just cut it. <laughs> <Peace>. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks it. for listening. <laughs>